Okay, hello, and welcome to the Hello Calgary podcast. I am your host, as per always, the Prophet Isa. And with me, I have on the pet companionship episode, uh, my lovely wife. I think we've uh, established your name was... What was your name last time? I, I, I don't know. I don't remember what you called me. Something to do with mom. <laughs> oh, cool. No, I think it was just mom. I don't know. If you're a prophet, am I a prophetess? Oh my god. Uh, mine is my 2K handle. Oh. <laughs> it's actually nothing religious to do with it. It's just, yeah. Okay, well. What would you like to be known as during I the pet companionship episode? Mom there? works. I mean, sure. Okay. Uh, this is going to get weird, but okay. No, no, I'll play. <laughs> you just can't say mommy. And that would be really weird. Okay, welcome to the show. This is the Hello Calgary podcast. And I, of course, am your host, the Prophet Esau. Today, I have a special guest. Uh, joining us on the discussion of pets and companionship, uh, I'd like to welcome, in all his anonymity, Puffer Pete. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Give you a little applause there. You can't hear that because I didn't bring any uh, headset for you, but there was a big okay. live audience for you. Uh, yeah. Puffer Pete, you want to tell us a little bit? Also known as Peter. Oh, you can go with your last name. I just <laughs> like to provide people the opportunity for anonymity because what you say sometimes can work against you during this cancel culture that we all oh live in. Oh, Lord. I can live with it. Okay, as long as you can live with it. Yes, sir. That's actually not my uh, title track. That's just uh, a little introduction here on the Hello Calgary podcast. Hello, I'm your host, the Prophet Esau, and here with me... I have uh, the recently named Sea Dog. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, today we are going to be talking about some of your favorite friends and pals, mm -hmm. and that is uh, all things pets and the companionship that they bring to us. Oh boy! Hello, humans, and welcome to the Hello Calgary podcast. Freedom of voice. So, uh, yeah, to start things off, um, maybe tell us about who your furry friends, or sorry, scaly, feathered. Tell us about your uh, other special friends. <laughs> All right, so I have a miniature Australian shepherd. His name is Louie, and he's about nine months old right now. And he has lots of energy. Where did Louie come from? Uh, he came from Panoka. Oh so from a farm, a, a breeder in Panoka. Is it a specific breed you were seeking out then? I Yes, I was. I wanted the miniature Australian Shepherd because because I live in a condo, they have a list of dogs you are allowed in the condo, and then they have a very long list of dogs that you're not allowed to have in the condo. So I had to go with a smaller breed. I see. Oh, and it's all about size. Yeah. Yeah. And noise, too. So on their list, they have things like uh, this dog barks too much or this dog is too big. And yeah. But not breed specific, just behavior specific. Uh, breed is. specific. Yeah. Oh, so lo what, what kind of breed would be banned? Um, bigger dogs like uh, Great Pyrenees or Huskies or. Bulldog, I uh, know not bulldogs, but um, pit bulls. Pit bulls, yeah. Yeah. But bigger dog. I mean, I can understand it because condos are smaller, 
Um, but some of the reasoning was, I don't know, kind of silly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little limiting. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. And and part of the problem, too, was, of course, I wanted to adopt the dog first, um, like go through an agency. Um, but it during that time when I was looking, there was a lot of people looking for dogs. So it was very difficult to get a dog through an adoption agency. So this was a COVID pet purchase? Um. I guess yes and no. I'm only assuming because that's when the big pet boom occurred, right? Yeah, Everyone was but I was home. I was planning on getting a dog, so I don't really think for me it was COVID specific, but definitely nice to have a dog during this time. For sure. What yeah. does it bring? What does your <laughs> <laughs> what does your pet bring to your life? Why should people be having pets during these times where we're stuck at home? Um, he definitely brings comfort and, you know, it's just sort of like there's someone else there. Uh, he makes me more responsible because I have to bring him out on a daily basis and being in a condo, you don't have a backyard, so you definitely have to go out for walks, which is good because all the gyms are closed right now. So, yeah. Yeah, he you're keeps, a big gym rat. He keeps me active. That's good. Yeah, I like spin. It's good. Uh, do you want to tell us about your menagerie? Yeah, yeah okay. I've got at the present time, I have one horse, six sheep, 25 pigeons, 10 rabbits, three dogs, and on the horizon, six ducks. I think I got them all. Yeah. Oh, no, I forgot my 25 pigeons. And uh, they're special. It's all, work. All pets? All pets. Um, yeah, none are for slaughter or anything like that. It's just that, you know, we're in a busy, hectic world, a hectic life, teaching. We're going right from the start right to the end. And I'm quite happy to go out home and sit down, get a chair, put it next to the donkeys and just watch them. And do nothing. I mean, they come around and they nuzzle and they do things like that. But just to kind of join their existence gives me a break. It's a quiet time. Some of the pigeons to watch them because that's really where it's at. You know, they don't have the iPhones, they don't have all the hassle. They just they just live. They're just quite happy to live. Yeah, yeah. And that's infectious. A simpler life. Yeah, very much so. There's a lot of hard work looking after them, but then that draws you to them and gives them personality as they interact with you. That's I the part that drives me away. Well, I've got one rabbit who's called Lucifer. And Lucifer is still pretty rough yet. He's not sure whether he wants to eat what I give him or go for my hand instead. But a couple of swats, he'll get there. Yeah, fight the power. Yeah, and absolutely. Uh, and did you get, well, I know about some new pets, but do you, do you get any new COVID pets specifically during this pandemic? And maybe even for that reason that we no, were No, I had, I had a births of 11 rabbits I didn't expect because we didn't sex one properly until we found out she'd had 11 which would became a bit of a challenge to sell them um, no it, it's it's a whole different thing like when I'm there feeding them and doing things with them as I do every day twice a day it's a whole it's a whole different world you're focused on the moment you're focused on what's happening and like there's no I don't take my iPhone down nothing I'm there them and I, you know, 
And that's why you didn't answer yeah. my call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and, and the, the funny, you never know what they're going to do next. Now, one donkey, the baby, comes up and I give her an apple and I'm sitting there in my shorts and uh, I feel this warmth on my leg and oh, this is all the drool coming from this green drool from this baby donkey. And I what the heck, you know. <laughs> so I had a laugh about that. Pigeons are fun. They're all funny. And where do these donkeys come from? I got them from a, a chap just south by um, Claire's home. He okay. had about 13 or 14, basically running free. So the baby comes to me quite well. And they get carrots in the morning and carrots at night. But the older one is still very shy. The older one's maybe three or four. Yep. And has had some bad experiences because she's very head shy. Right. Uh, and doesn't trust me. Takes well, a while. The yeah. plan with the baby is to get it so well trained that I take it to children's hospital or take it to any of the seniors' homes because they found a great deal of pleasure and solace and comfort in these animals. Right. So providing companionship with the animals, not um, just for yourself. No, no, for later on, yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and a lot of kids come around, a lot of families come around with the kids. Yeah. And they'll get to feed them all. It's like a little petting zoo. No charge. Yeah. Well, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) I was going to ask for a deal or at least a coupon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's get into it. Who's your furry, scaly, feathered friends? Tell us about who they are in your life right now. Uh, Well, right now we've kind of whittled it down a little bit. Um, we have one little leopard gecko who doesn't get much love, so he needs a new home. Name? Uh, uh, we can get into names later. Lizzie, yeah, go yep, on. Yep, yep. We have one very independent barn cat named Sylvester, who is just a character. And then we have one very high-strung rescue dog named Mozzie. Um, at other points, we've had ducks. We've had fish. Hmm, have we had anything else? Uh, can you name the ducks? They are so recent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's six this year. So it's a big black and white one named Stutzla, um, um, who is quite a goon. And then there was a lovely male Pekin duck called Quinn. And there was a very bossy gray one called... That was uh, Harley Quinn, right? Uh, Harley Quinn, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and Stutzla, is he a goon? Uh, he was kind of a doofus, more of a doofus than a goon, I'd say. Okay. What about the player? Uh, no players yet. No, no, no. Quinn was just lovely. Well, Stutzler's so a player. Mm, okay. No, like a hockey player. Like oh, he, oh, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, he's And you had him in the draft. Hockey. I have no I idea how he I meant, plays. like, he's a player. <laughs> I'm like, well, they haven't technically gone through puberty yet, so <laughs> he's getting a bit too literal. <laughs> no, I was talking more like penalty minutes and hits. Uh, I don't know. No, Stutzler's a skinny little dude, and... He was a bit of a disappointment on my hockey team, so we'll leave that be. I think he was a rookie. Um, but this one is in real life was a goon. Um, and then, what were the great ones? Then we had, um, oh dear, gosh, have I forgotten already? The brown one was named... Balake. Uh, oh, there was Balake was the green, oh, yeah. gray one, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then the brown one was not Snoop Duck. I think it was Dre. Yeah, Dr. Dre. Yeah. But it was a girl, so we stayed with Dre. And then we had two little adoptees that were a bit neurotic. So that was Snoop Duck and Jake Wallen. Yeah. And then last year, who did we have last year? Last year we only had three. We had Charlie yeah. and we had, um, oh, that lovely gray one, Pippin. And then we had the boy, 
what was his name? Nugget, I think. Nugget. Yeah, nice. Yeah, chicken nice nugget. Job. Yeah. And yeah. they have been commemorated forever at the uh, Duckworth. Circa 2020. Yes. Yeah. yes, they have their own hotel at our house. So we've had two generations, and we'll look forward to one more generation before we retire this activity. Um, yeah. All right. Um, okay, well, we've established the family. Uh, <laughs> any which, uh, which were the new brood. COVID pets? Were they new COVID pets, any of these? Both of them were COVID pets. I'm uh, b- sorry, both sets of ducks, ducks. were COVID pets. Yeah. And then the cat was actually a trade-in for the first set of ducks. We brought the ducks out to a farm, and... We'd had mice in the house um, for the second time. The and greatest so feature uh, in an animal, right? Yeah, yeah. So when we went to the barn, or sorry, we went to the farm to drop the ducks off. I said, look, do you have any kittens at the moment? Because like barn, barn cats always have kittens. And luckily they did. And we said, we'll take the friendliest one. And home we went. And he turned out to be a great mouser. So unfortunately, we thought he was a girl. So at first, uh, we thought we'd stack the balance a little bit more females in our house. But then he... <laughs> grew a big set and that was that so <laughs> <laughs> and then you didn't have them anymore oh no he doesn't have them anymore yeah. true. but he still has the male cat wander thing he sort of wanders the neighborhood yes. irritating the irritating our uh, well-to-do neighbors yeah well you know birds need a challenge and <laughs> you know this cat this cat is possibly the greatest cat of all time and pet except for the incident and the red. Oh. And that kind of put him in another category, uh, and now it's questionable. I think he was sick. I think he was sick. We'll I give him so. one for free. So. Yeah, him sure. peeing on Owen's bed was not cool. He, uh, ca- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cat urine would be the one thing about cats that is a. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a line That's in a the big sand. knock against them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like mice and poo. Oh, hang on. We've got a puppy over here who wants to throw a ball. Hang on a second. You can throw that? No. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Yeah. better person than me oh he's a super cute dog our yep. dog is across the lake being angry that i'm speaking to another dog yeah. so. don't do that <laughs> don't speak to my mom <laughs> do i have to come over there <laughs> i'm too tired <laughs> yeah exactly come hanging out over here yeah hear me roar mozzie well <laughs> maybe let's just take the edge off here and let's get a little bit artsy. Uh, can you give me a quick improvisational haiku that sums up what your pets bring to your life? Um, okay, well, that would be... a little reminder? Yeah. Yeah, five, seven, five. <laughs> five, seven, five. Oh, like you have, like five syllables? Yeah. Easy oh. one to remember because refrigerator. Remember the shirt? Oh. I, <laughs> I, just, I just, I don't think I bring, I, I don't do poetry. I'd need to think about it ahead of time. I think I that like actually pets. just qualified. <laughs> I think you just qualified. Right Did there. I? <laughs> Close. <laughs> it's not really about pets, though. Yours was more about... <laughs> uh, Thinking about haikus. It's yeah. a haiku about a haiku. That's very meta. That makes me more arty than you. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving on. Well, sorry, what's your dog's name? Louie. And is Louie the best pet ever? Of course. Like, your very best of all time. Out of all your pets, Louie's the best. Of course. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, well, for Louie, can you come up with a quick improvisational haiku for us, maybe? Describing how it makes you feel. Um, or what your pet brings to your life. He brings me happiness and joy. Um companionship, responsibility, love, yeah. 
I think that was exactly it. I think you just nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> no haiku expert. We might have to bring in Infectious. He's a professional poet we talked to last time, and uh, he might be able to evaluate that on our second episode uh, on the topic of poetry. Uh -huh. But we're getting off topic here. This is not about poetry. This is about <laughs> the best pet ever. Okay, this is a little bit, I'm, I'm asking a lot of my guests on this particular episode. That's fine. This is a little beyond you, I understand, but yeah. I trust with your improvisational skills, you can give us just a quick improvisational haiku that sums up what your pet brings to your life. A quick haiku. So that's two, four, six, eight, two, right? Or uh, five, five, seven, five. Five, seven, five. Yeah, five, seven, five. I can do the synchronal haiku, okay? The uh, animals to me mean everything. They fill my life with understanding. And I like to see them play. And I like to see them. That's, that's pretty close, isn't it? Five. Well, you use the 575, but it's syllables, not words. Oh. So I think we were somewhere in the 11, oh. 18, 12 there. And that's I'll, all right. I'll write one and send it back. The fact that you actually came up with one is much better than previous guests. Animals are fine. I love them all the time. Especially now. Especially now. That's, is that I th <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, big applause. You can't hear that because, again, I didn't give you the monitor headphones, but there is a huge applause from our live studio audience here. They do stop suddenly. That is a little Too odd. funny. Uh, best pet ever? Probably the dog, one of the dogs. I had the Grip Pyrenees for 30 years, and they were good. The one I've got now, the shepherd I've got now, yep. is more human than Doug. And he's right there, within 18 inches, wherever I am on the property, in the house, be it in the bathroom, be it having breakfast, whatever, he's there. Gotcha. If he comes upstairs, he won't let me go down until I give him some shakes and rubs and whatever. Hilarious. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, a closeness. Because he's got very understanding eyes. Now, so you answered my next question, which was breed, but what makes the greatest pet? so great why is this the one and you seems, did say it's seems like human. To he seems to understand he seems to know like if i'm in a bad mood he was i'm upset about something he kind of tends to shy away so like an empathetical yeah, intelligence yeah 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 and it's uh, the eyes like he, he all the time he watches me so i'm having my breakfast he'll be in his little pet bed thing not very little he's big but he all the time his eyes are watching me waiting for any indication that I'm going to give him some attention. Hmm. And when I do, the tail just goes like, especially with the voice. Right. Especially with the voice. Yeah. Gotcha. Best pet ever? Oh. Now that's hard. Because all of them, all of them have their pros and their cons because they're extra family members. So nobody is perfect and no pet is perfect. <laughs> And so you have but to. Some are more perfect than others. Well, some you have less sacrifices you make, I suppose. I think that. Well, I feel very disloyal now because I love <laughs> Mozzie. She's wonderful. But our last dog was. And think back. I mean, don't forget those childhood pets. Oh. Yeah, no. how can you s turn your back on some of them? I know. We had Saromi. Saromi? is oh a great man. dog. But Saromi is super independent. Like, came or went, we were incidental in her life. So. You know, there's I respect that, but there's different 
Uh, there's different. Doesn't that sway the vote a bit, though? That I independence. That's why Sylvester, to me, is right there. Yeah, but right Cyril there at the front of the independent list. enough to go for a walk for three days and not return. So you know. That's a cool dude. <laughs> he was. She was a. She was a cool dog. Yeah. Um, I think. I think India. I think India is probably the best pet of all time. She was a three-legged rescue. So we got her as an adult dog. So we didn't really have to train anything. But she was quite relaxed. She hated other dogs. So that was a bit problematic. And she shed a lot, which was hugely problematic. But other than that, she just she just existed and was happy to exist. And it, life was easy with her around. Yeah, I concur. That's yeah. the other one competing with Sylvester. Mm. Yeah, right there with her. Um, India used yeah. to have a, she had a collie head. So... Um, really, the collar, she could slip it on and off whenever she wanted. So sometimes when I'd go to the park with the kids and I'd have to tie her up near the fence. Okay, I don't know if that's a loving kind no. of gesture no. that animals do. No. But they do it no. because they don't, they know. My dog just shook River all over me. Yeah, she's being a punk. And she's like, haha. She just hi. needs some attention. Yeah, look at me. She's like a toddler. You think so? Sorry, Moz. Oof. You're not being. We're talking about how much we love the other dog before you. <laughs> oh, all over my phone. This is what takes you out of contention. This is <laughs> <laughs> this one is like a high-strung teenage girl all the time. Wow. Like a 15-year-old just dealing with her own drama at every moment. But she's sweet. Roles reverse. If two dogs were talking about us like this, I, I would know. be very upset. <laughs> I know. It's so true. I love my other owners more than these owners. But you know what? It's for the kids, too. Like, for our kids growing up, having pets that love them unconditionally, that's, you can't replace that. So what makes... Okay, so to kind of an addendum to this question, what makes the greatest pet so great? Is it all those factors? Do you factor in, like, with children? Do you factor in, like... I think it's just the companionship. So, oh, yeah. this one wants us to throw the ball. Yeah. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. I'm going to throw the ball for him. Oh, he's going. He's going. Aw, going to be a punk. We're going to throw him out. Um, it's just companionships. Animals bring something to your life that it's like having a friend around all the time, but a very non-demanding friend. <laughs> Some, some, some are more demanding than yeah. others. But you know what? When I come in from work at 3.30 in the morning and I open the door and there's a dog and a cat there waiting to say hi, that's lovely. You and can't replace that. Yep. Um, it's something so... It's like having home everywhere they are. Okay. Anyway, uh, greatest breed. And it can be cat, dog, parrot, camel, like whatever you want to claim. But greatest breed, what do you care about it? Do you mean right. what? breed of a specific yeah, animal or what type really of animal? I think we're talking about dogs. I think we're talking okay, because I would say, if we're looking at other animals, I think horses are pretty spectacular. You but put horses over dogs? Uh, yeah. Hmm. I think so. Well, they both they both serve their... They both have different dogs or our companions. Horses, we're just lucky to have them in our world. Um, it, it, so, what, what do you want to know? Do you want to know what's the best animal or what's the best breed of a specific type of animal? Well, I was just surprised that you... Uh, it horses. I didn't realize that horses really have more sway than a dog to you, mm. even though you don't have a horse. No, they're th but they're so intelligent, and there's something so regal about them, and they're just... Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I, I think I threw a comment in about octopi uh, <laughs> at yeah. this point, or yeah. somewhere within this <laughs> podcast, so uh, that's probably the best. Um, how about dogs, though? Best breed of dog? Totally depends on what you're looking for, right? Like all kinds of breeds for all kinds of things. Like okay, so to you, in your life experience, what has been the best breed? Um, you're a Labrador person. You're a Golden Retriever Yeah, person. we always had Labs growing up, and Labs are 50-50. Uh, they're either like really high strung or they're fat and chilled. And like a fat chill Lab is, is a great family companion, and they like to just be with you, so there's something great about that. But, you know, if I was, if I was 
if I had working dogs, I would say that a border collie was probably the best dog because they're so intelligent and they work so hard. Or if I, you know, like every dog has its, every dog has its merit. Um, I take border collies off that list because the amount you're going to have to commit to that dog, please got time. Oh, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like maybe I am a sheep farmer and so I think it is great that I have a dog that helps me out every day. So it just okay. depends on what you're looking for. I think if you're just looking straight for companionship, um, it depends on what energy level you want. So dogs kind of fit in those different energy levels, the high-strung dogs, um, the like even-tempered dogs, and then the lazy dogs. And so if you're a person who likes to hike a lot, like obviously the more high-energy dogs are great companions for you because they're up for adventure. But if you just like someone to... I mean, I, I, I wouldn't like a dog that sits in my purse all day, but that would s- suit other people, I suppose. I yeah. suppose. I like big dogs, and I like relaxed personalities, and I like ones that can come and do activities with me. So, hmm. Yep. All right. Well, I think we thoroughly exhausted that. Thank you. Did uh, we? Okay. Well, no. I think uh, that's actually... Mozzie, don't do it. Oh, you piece <laughs> of loving companionship. Yeah. Thank, thanks, Mozzie, for yep. demonstrating why that's we love fine. dogs. And uh, so... Just a you know easy question for you: Is the domestication and subsequent subjugation of animals and pets uh, ethically wrong, in your opinion? Um, no, I don't think so. I think it's just how you take care of it, right? So, I mean, being a dog, having a dog, um, you have to take it out for walks. You need to take care of it. You've got to feed it. All those things. I think those that aren't taking care of their dogs, then <coughs> they shouldn't have pets in their homes. And should those pets be set free? <laughs> no, because they're domesticated. So they couldn't survive outside. So now we've created a thing that we need to take care of. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, as they say, dogs are best man's friend, right? Or woman's friend <laughs> in my case, right? <laughs> if you say so. How about eating animals versus eating pets? Would you ever have a pet and consider eating it? No, I wouldn't eat my pet, no. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Would you ever have a pet pig, perhaps? No, I I don't think so. Chickens? Pigs are cute, but... Pigs are highly intelligent animals. They are, actually. Yeah, like, just like dogs, just like dogs. Yeah. Do you, do you dine on swine? Do you, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh yes, I have eaten bacon? pork before. Okay, so, like, you would eat a pig... And say, like, you know, you had a pet pig instead of a pet dog, because that is the cultural norm, say, in many countries. That's true. Yeah. And then say your family invited a whole bunch of people over, and family wasn't that well off, and suddenly it was looking at your poor Wilbur. (laughs) Poor Wilbur's the only thing that can solve our problem. Would you be all right with that? No, I'd have to hide it. (laughs) Even though you would normally eat a pig. Cook some tofu and just say it's pork. (laughs) So it really comes down to the connection you make with that particular animal. It doesn't matter if it's That's a pig yeah. or a dog. Yeah. Once you've made that connection, yeah. they're off the menu. I guess so. <laughs> um, are there any animals you wouldn't eat? Wouldn't? Yeah. You wouldn't uh, eat. I'm probably say like insects. <laughs> really? Yeah. You've never had any chocolate covered like no, too crunchy. Grasshoppers no. or No. No? Okay. Okay. No. We'll have to try that maybe. Maybe we'll try that. Uh, do a uh, insect tasting sometime. <laughs> but nothing else? Uh, insects, that's it? Just because they're a creepy crawler and they bo- bother you? Yeah. They're the crunchy factor. <laughs> so everything the else? The exoskeleton, you know. Dogs? 
<laughs> well, no, I wouldn't eat dogs. How about a cat? <laughs> Probably not. Hmm. A horse? No, no, I like horses. Sounds like there's a lot of animals. I used, you to, <laughs> I used to own a horse, so no. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So again, it comes down to the connections you've made with previous animals. And it sounds like you really just haven't found the right pig or I chicken. I have no connection to insects. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, okay, I'll get off this whole topic before we start talking about eating humans. Um, <laughs> is the domestication and subsequent subjugation of animals as pets ethically wrong in your opinion? No. no. Why not? Well, because like... Is it because they've I been already domesticated that... It's a domesticated species. All of them are. Yeah. They're all a challenge to some extent. It's not a case of control. It's a case of having something that you can always know what kind of a reaction you're going to get. It's like the difference between teaching junior high and elementary. When I'm in elementary, I get what is real. I get love. I get attention. I get ignored, whatever. But it's genuine. Yeah. By the time they get to junior high, all of a sudden there's all kinds of other things influence it. Which is why I'm I'm happy now to focus on on the ju- on the elementaries. Um, okay, well then, how about uh, eating animals versus eating pets? What's why not pets? Well, you give them a name, you know. You, you got a personality. You're not you're not just butchering your. I could have sold all my rabbits ten times over. When you know the Lebanese will call me and say, "I like your sheep," I'm going, "Yeah, well, like them at the distance, right? Because they're not going to go on your kitchen table, be bled, then go on your plate." Right. They'll be, they're all at my place till they die. Gotcha. Or okay. I have to kill them. So it's pure companionship. Yeah. It and it, and it's, it's a big time. Like I'm on my own out there now. Yep. And it, it, it really is. It gives me something to look forward to at night. And in the morning, I may be dragging myself. But by the time I've got down there to look after them, I'm ready to go. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. Living proof that maybe this... Is Actually, is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> having yeah. animals around. Uh, are there ani- any animals you wouldn't eat, like humans? I hope. <laughs> oh well, no. I I like my chicken, and I like my pork, and I like my beef. Okay. But if the beef was on my land and he was called Henry, I wouldn't eat Henry. Okay. What if a horse wandered onto your land? Didn't have a name. Just a random horse. I would probably either keep it or find out where it, where it came from. If it was no problem, I would keep it. We've had people drop things off, Esau. Yeah. I've looked out of the window on a Sunday morning and seen somebody drive the car up the end of my driveway, get out, put a uh, dog food down in a dish, oh. the dog starts eating, and they close the doors and drive off. I've had uh, as many as 10 kittens in boxes put outside my gate. Because they know I've you a, are They the know I would look after them. And they've got this strange thing, the city folk, that if you let it go free, it'll look after itself. Well, it won't. <laughs> so I end up taking them in town to the vet. I won't keep them or finding a home for them because um, that's a different category than buying one or getting one from that I really want, right? right. Like I've got six ducks coming in from a friend. Yeah. They're not going to go on the plate. But if I found six ducks in a box at the end of the driveway, I would take them to the SPCA. Okay. What if someone in a you know situation and you're joining them for dinner and they served you up primate? <laughs> Is there <laughs> animals? <laughs> would you you know you don't have an association with this primate, right? I would probably enjoy it. I'd try it. You'd try it. Okay. I, would, I wouldn't not eat it on principle. I'd try it. Okay. 
you know, I'm not too keen. So on really, it. it comes to the connection you have with these particular animals, and if there's no connection, yeah. then you're less of you're yeah. not against eating of animals. No, they're they're the three main species: the cow, yeah. the pig, and the chicken. Right? Or pigs I'm quite, and I'm <laughs> quite happy with those. Yeah, uh, with limitations. Yeah, with a bit of curry powder, everything's good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, I can get off this kind of dark discussion here and just take us to maybe, I don't know if you take your dogs to dog parks because you have the land. No. Nope. Uh, is that a thing nope. for you? No, nope. but they are limited. Uh, so I've got, right now I'm down to 10 acres. The house is on about two. They're restricted to those two acres. Right. It's a lot. That's a There's problem. a lot of running. Yeah. They poop in the bushes out the way, which is yep. good. Perfect. Uh, but I don't. they don't have free run for the whole place. We do have problems with cougars, and I lost sheep to cougars, and wandering dogs. I've killed one last year, this year, actually, killed one of the sheep. Hmm. But no, I, I think under control, that's fine. Limitations are fine. Roaming free, no. Last night I was putting the donkeys away, and I watched, I've got Canada geese there too, on oh. the pond with five goslings, and the one goose was honking. I knew something was wrong. I go down, there's a huge coyote there. Now we have two choices. Either walk towards him and get him off myself or let my dogs on him. Right. No, I went down and chewed him off with a stick. Right. Because my dogs would probably have torn him apart. <laughs> which, you know, I'm not into that. Not humane. No. No. If he, com- if he comes back, I, I'm not averse to shooting them. Right. But no, no, no. I and there's a risk to my animals too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. you're asking something that maybe you should take the responsibility for yeah. if you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and when you know the situation arises that you need their help, they're there for you, obviously. So, uh, moving on is domestication and subsequent subjugation of animals as pets ethically wrong? Well, I mean, I think it depends on if they're ultimately a wild animal, and if they are a wild animal, you try and domesticate them. You've taken out a aspect of their life that they're they're now missing and so they'll always that that instinct is being blunted and so you know that they're going to have some negative consequences but we have domesticated a certain number of animals and so I think a domesticated dog is they seem to be very happy in a family unit so in that case I would say no they're no longer wild but you don't think they could thrive in the wild situation anymore well they'd have to go back to working in a speaking of animals another animal yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) the the wandering teen you should ask the boys what they think too yeah, maybe. <laughs> Do you have anything to say there, boys? What? On my podcast you're on. We're talking about uh, Welcome to the pets. Hello Calgary podcast. With me I have uh, my two sons and their friend. I like cheese. Okay, well, that will get out of it. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about pets. I know that uh, you yourself, and you can go by any name you want. This is completely anonymous. So uh, name yourself and tell me uh, your thoughts on pet companionship. Have you had any new COVID pets? Oh, let's go with the name first. What name I would you like? I just wanted to say I enjoy pets anyway. Uh, what name would you like to go by, more. darling? I'm super good at gaming content. Make sure to subscribe with daily post notifications on. They're all your friends, bro. Okay, how about, how about the big O over there? The big O. Yeah. Um, uh, how about you tell us, kiddo, about your... You have lots of pet at your house. Come on. Well, if you didn't name your own name, yeah. you're getting called a big O. That's how it goes. Okay. <laughs> big O? I like pets, as I said earlier. Well, I tell like us... Pets. We, we a were cat, ta- a dog, a hamster. And? 
ferrets. Not a ferret. Yeah. I, I would like a, a ferret, penguin. but no. I think that's it. A cat, a dog, and a hamster. You had also a few COVID pets. Uh, I don't think I've had COVID pets. You had four feathered. Oh yeah, COVID we pet? kept ducks for a while. I didn't think of them really as pets, though. I thought of them more as like things we were taking care of. Did you like them or not so much? They were fun to have around. Yeah. Yeah. What was the best part of having them around? Um, I don't know. They quacked a lot. It was fun listening to them quack. Yeah, hearing it develop over time. It was neat watching them hatch, eh? Yeah, and like, yeah. Favorite pet of all time? I don't know. Can you name all your pets? Why Maple are you asking so many questions? Podcast. Maple, like pancake, and waffle. Oh, the hamster's name is Waffle? I, t I sense a theme. Okay. You should have a bacon in there somewhere, too. Thank okay. you, Big O. Okay, off you Don't go, guys. Don't ever call him Big O again. That is but that's his name. I'm, what am I going to call him? Oh, Chum Bucket. Yeah, fair. Okay, Scoot, you guys go take the dog with you, please. Love you all. Bye. Make sure to subscribe to Chum Bucket 347. <laughs> She's not a great advertisement for our pet. <laughs> I think it's uh, perfect, actually. But it's also really good for kids to have um, pets to take care of. It's so important for them to think about somebody other than themselves. And I like this dog, like... Showing her anxiety and showing you uh, what it takes. Do you? Yeah, I do, actually. There's like a truth to it. Like, the truth is, this dog is not <laughs> chill. <laughs> no. And man, like, for whatever reason, we're hanging out here. She's like on high alert. I'm trying to calm her down, work with her, but she's She'd sitting there shivering beside the boy. <laughs> she would have so many more opportunities in life if she would just relax. Isn't that the case with humans and everything? It though? is. And to right? be honest, it's really good. So, so one of the points is that I have to... Well, there's two points. One, I have to learn to adjust myself to a different personality. She's not what I would have ordered up. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but um, the other side of things is sometimes I wonder how much we influence them. Like, um, I guess India was chilled. And I guess Sylvester's chilled. Sometimes when the animals are high strung, I think it's our fault. <laughs> well, I'm I don't think we have the wherewithal sometimes to deal with it. And uh, I think that's all pet owners. Like, you're not going to be at your best at all times. And these animals can catch you at your worst when they're acting this way. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, I, just, I wanted to have a nice day at the park. <laughs> and this is not a nice day at the park. Don't do that. What are you doing? Why would you do that? Right? You yeah. start getting in your dog's face, questioning man's best friend, all that. Um. But that said, <laughs> this podcast is going to be about how disappointed we are with our dog. How <laughs> 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 disloyal. I do love him. <laughs> oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, so we're talking about dog subjugation. Oh my gosh. Sorry about that. Let me just take it a little deeper, though. Uh, how about eating animals versus eating pets? Yeah, it's a weird one, hey? It was just separated in our mind. Well, I think, uh, first of all, because we don't have to witness animal slaughter it makes it easy for us to not think about it. So we haven't personalized the animal the way we personalize our pets. And maybe if we knew the animal and saw them slaughtered, we'd have a harder time eating them. But that's totally removed from our world. I must say, it's not a really popular thing, but I loved those ducks. Loved them. But there's a certain part of me, too, that was like, well, I mean, if they have to be eaten because there's too many males that's just the way life goes and I'm okay with that so I don't know if that speaks more to me or but I wow. wouldn't like to see Mozzie eaten yeah I yeah 
Okay. I, I, I understand people who raise farm animals to mm. eat. I get that. Yeah, and you can I always harken back to mom's story of eating her pet pig. Oh, yeah, that was very... That was traumatizing. Upsetting. But again, it does make sense within the circumstances that, yeah, you shouldn't have befriended this thing in that manner in some ways if you're going to use them <laughs> as your food source, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just don't want to think about all of that. I or do. maybe just accept that we're pretty savage and we can make friends with people that we eat. Mm, yeah, that's pretty dark. Yeah, maybe. I do understand hunters, though, that... I understand hunters that respect the animal and work really, really hard to, like, track them. And uh, one of the docs that I work with um, hunts with a bow. Now, I think it's a compound bow. Don't get me wrong. It's not like a, you know, it's not. He doesn't build it from scratch. No. <laughs> Weak. <laughs> you can tell him I said Finds that. Finds a stick and then he, no, no. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that, like, it's about being out there and being part of that process of hunting where like animals hunt other animals but I think the people that like rock up in a truck and like flashlights to like scare the animals out and then shoot them with big like you know so innovation you're against no I'm just like if there's if there's if there's no if there's no challenge to you in it and you're just going out and killing and using all the things at your toolbox to make it easy on you then that's kind of weird. So the challenge, you want the challenge or do you think it should be more about uh, survival? Like I, I feel the animal should have a fighting chance. And now I'm kind of impressed <laughs> and I kind of get it. Like you're actually doing battle <laughs> where this thing could win. Yeah, well, I mean, look, a bear has to hunt salmon and um, jaguar has to hunt smaller animals I, I don't know like it happens in nature it's not personal it's just they're trying to eat and they have to work hard and sometimes they don't catch their prey and then they don't eat that night and well, so some of these guys work really hard to pay for those licenses I think yeah it's a different story you're segueing well no I'm just saying that it's connected isn't it like they're working hard to do the thing that they want to do which is for survival they're killing this animal this antelope right chase it down spend all this energy these guys spend a lot of time working these jobs and then they're like nah, I go get all my weapons and I go pay my licenses to go hunt the biggest baddest game out there right but it's and for entertainment so it's a but they live for it yeah but you have to examine that if you're killing something for entertainment there's a strange side to it so if 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 it's the sport of it if the having to figure out how to track an animal and be downwind and find the right camouflage and wait for hours and if this if the act of learning how to hunt is what's interesting you that's one thing i mean i don't know i don't hunt so who am i to really comment but the ones that just like to kill something and find it fun the act of shooting something i think it's the stalking the exhilaration but sometimes i just find the odds are so stacked in the hunter's favor for me that I don't see what the exhilaration is. Oh, you either miss and you got away and the thing never mauled you or you hit it and you win. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think there's risk. And the moment there's risk, the moment I'm like, oh, and then I shot and I missed and that tiger came for me. <laughs> and man, I had to reload fast. Luckily, I brought 10 guns or whatever. You know what I mean? I flashed him in the face with my lights and now I'm like, yeah, you use the lights, right? If that's the case. Uh, that's more of a fantasy, though. That's like a male fantasy <sighs> of like... Oh, man, you're telling me. <laughs> it's a bit silly. As if really, if really you weren't there without the deck stacked in your favor, the tiger would just kill you. So they're more powerful. Yes, I beg to differ. But moving on. I know. We'll that's agree that's to why disagree. it's a fantasy. We'll but anyway. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> um, are there any animals you wouldn't eat? Like humans, I hope. <laughs> It's written. I'm sorry, that's the way it's written. It's all contextual, right? Like, 
But if I was stuck on the side of a mountain after an airplane crash, you know. Okay, so we would eat humans at a certain point too. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I'm not going to say that on tape. Mm, I think given the circumstance, we saw the movie, we all understand. <laughs> no one's sitting there judging these guys. Like, oh, you wait. Yeah, I get it. You thought it was going to be over. And then, like, yeah. Anyway, choices had to be made. I'm saying, uh, are there animals like horses, I guess, or anything, insects? Some people hate insects. Well, what do you ask me? Is there an animal that I think is too sacred to eat or something if, if I think is too gross to sacred, eat? If it's like a cow and it's sacred to you, right, and you don't want to eat it for those sacred reasons, or it's dirty like a pig, right? All these reasons people have for not eating animals. I'm asking you, personally, what type of animals are off your menu? Hmm... I mean, I think it depends on the context. If I was eating for survival, there's not much that's not on my potential plate. Like, if it was the difference of eating something or not living, then okay, all but bets it's not. are off. Let's say, like, we're now at a restaurant oh. in some strange culture, and they're like, would you like some dog? How about a cat? Horse? I mean, that's a hard question, too, because I'm not a real big meat eater, so none of it would... Hmm. But, yeah, the animals that I identify with, I wouldn't like... A, I mean... Look, if, if if I had a horse that I knew and loved and he died of old age and then they were eating, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't know. None of those animals that would appeal to me to eat. I wouldn't ask to eat them. Okay, fair. I'm going to hold tight. They're talking about Endangered animals? Obviously, like, if it's an endangered animal, I certainly don't want to eat that either. Like, I don't want to engage in... Now, let's say it was some endangered rhino. Let's say that we hunted <laughs> this rhino, and the reason we got the license was because it's helping the remaining rhinos survive, and this particular rhino was a bad rhino, killing other rhinos through horrific means and past its breeding point. Would you eat that endangered rhino? Well, he's already dead in this situation, right? Well, we just hunted him fresh. We paid the money. We're on this vacation right, you're, you're together. In a, you're on a different tangent again, but I mean, like... I wouldn't be doing that, so I'm not there. But if, if would I be, if the rhino was already dead and they cooked it, would I be opposed to like tasting what it tasted like? I'm saying like, no, no, ethically I, that wouldn't bug you because this is the bad situation. If with he's this already rhino dead, well, I, if if I if I, it's it, it, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's different themes, right? Like if if an animal was poached, and by, you, I don't want to participate in any illegal activity or, or the taking of an animal's life I don't want to participate in that in any way if it's just about the actual eating after the fact that's not the <laughs> threshold it's that I don't want to be involved in an animal being killed yeah okay uh, moving on let's get back to pets and more like local pets this particular pet that's whining here really upset with everything she's cold um, she's cold uh, dog park etiquette pet peeves oh um, yeah. It doesn't have to be dog park etiquette and pet peeves put together. You can just talk about dog park etiquette. Well, it's funny now because we've had different types of dogs. And so um, it's kind of like at a playground. It's like playground etiquette. I think that ultimately people that are selfish and put their animals' needs or their children's needs or their needs first when they invade on other people's needs, that's a problem. But we've had a, you know, we've had a dog who I brought to the dog park who had been attacked and didn't like other dogs and so uh, would growl or snap if dogs came up to her and didn't pick up cues but then I really learned about all the like 
she was giving lots of body signals saying to animals like look I, I don't want you to come near me and sometimes the dogs were too young and didn't understand and then it was my job to kind of step in but it was a lot of work because at the end of the day there's no right or wrong like she's not allowed to snap at another dog but they're not allowed to be out of control so if I asked the owner to call their puppy back and the puppy didn't you know who's wrong in that situation but um, and now we have this one who's kind of high strung and out of control and she would have dri driven our last dog bonkers like Indy would have hated the dog that we have right now um, but I think you have to be responsible for the animal you bring and if your animal invades another people's space or happiness then you're responsible for being able to stop them and also people that don't pick up dog poo really really irk me because it's gross yeah okay <laughs> those are fair I mean I think that that's pretty standard yeah that's <laughs> That's not, uh, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to disagree no with news. that. No news. No news, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dog park etiquette. Oh. Is there uh, anything that kind of is your pet peeve? Oh, yeah. Big one. Well, People like that what? don't clean up after their dogs. Oh, yeah. That's right. a huge one. It drives me crazy. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, don't leave me. Uh, you know something? Uh, yeah, leaving a pile of poop there, that's disgusting. <laughs> uh, but also when you leave the bag, the yeah. little white rabbits, two handles sticking up out of the grass. Yeah. While I like the aesthetic of it and it helps me remember to pick it up on my way back. Yeah. That's pretty gross. When you Sometimes people forget. I Yeah, I always just carry it with me. But I understand the reasoning, but yeah. it's not cool to <laughs> just leave it on the ground. Okay. Any other pet peeves? Like... Is there proper um, things that people should know about being at the dog park that maybe they aren't following? Cause I think um, when you have an aggressive dog, that yeah. makes it, um, yeah, what more difficult. They, what should they do with that aggressive dog? Just not take it out of the house, let it go? No, I think it probably needs some kind of training. Yeah. You know, and I mean, there are some responsible owners because you will see them like they'll they'll keep them on the leash or sometimes they put a muzzle on the dog. Right. right? So I think yeah. those things are being responsible. I, I don't say lock a dog up. I don't because that that does nothing. Except exacerbate the problem, perhaps. Probably. Yeah. OK. Um, best dog park here in Calgary. Where would you recommend people get out? Something uh, maybe hidden and uh, unknown. The best one? Yeah, where should I take these? Where should I take my four-legged or three-legged in my previous dog situation? Uh, where should I take these pets? Um, what's that one? I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I know there... I haven't really taken my new puppy to a dog park yet, right. um, but I have taken previous dogs I've owned to dog park. You know what? There Second is place and third place dogs. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I actually I kind of like dog parks that don't have a lot of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because yep. then your dog can just kind of run free. Right? Yep. So, so a bit like more there open was space. Yeah. Like there was one on Deer Ridge and you, you walk up and down the ridge part and there's hardly anybody there but the dogs can just kind of do what they want to do because there's just less dogs i find if you go to a crowded place i feel like the dogs are more tense and the people are actually more tense too so 
Yeah, especially in Calgary, I find people very judgy. Yeah. <laughs> at the dog park. Yeah. And they do want to have their say. Yeah. Uh, I'd throw in a couple suggestions. I like the River Park. River okay. Park's really nice if you're in our city. Um, you can dip down to the water and actually get a swim there. Nice. Uh, if you're out in the northwest, you can head down to Silver Springs in the Bowness area, mm -hmm. uh, just where they kind of come together. There's a nice bridge area where you can let your dog swim under the train bridge. Yeah. And lastly, but a goodie, Edworthy Park. Ah, uh, that's the one. That's yes, the one, man. Top of the hill, baby. Yeah. So I used to have two other dogs, unfortunately, they passed. But yeah, we we would take them to Edworthy. And yeah, that was a good place. And it was nice and it was just very rugged too, like, you know. Yeah, you can dip down into the forested areas and yeah. there's a lot of side paths. Yeah. And again, you get a lot less people on those. Yeah. You do have to watch out for coyotes, though. There are coyotes in that, in Edworthy. Yeah. And they usually come out around uh, when the sun is setting. Pet peeves. Uh, <laughs> is that punny? Pet funny. peeves. Yeah, I, I kind of do that <laughs> for uh, others, people who like puns. Yeah, I think my peeves with pets are more about how other people deal with their pets. Mm. It really takes me off okay. when the dog is in control. Like I know somebody who has a dog on the lap in the car. I would never, ever allow that. Because? Because of the danger, not just to the pet, but to the person driving the car. <laughs> because to have a, a pet between you and the steering wheel is ridiculous. <laughs> Yapping or whatever it's doing, right? Yeah. So, like, and some people, I go to some people's houses and I get knocked over with dogs. Mm. And that's unacceptable. So I've got to go in. I've got to grab the paws, squeeze the paws as hard as I can, and say, good dog, good dog, good dog, and teach them in front of their owners how to deal with jumping up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the owners take that in different ways. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, because they think I'm hurting the dog, but I'm trying to train the dog. Because yep. I've been to several dog training establishments, and there are ways you can control all that. And you know, letting them, I give them free reign around the house, not until they're trained. Like all I've got to do with with Sasha, my shepherd, he's just one finger, point to the bed, one finger, and he's gone. Hmm. And when I have visitors, when you come out, you'll see, I just say bed quietly, bed. He'll go, he won't move. He'll go straight to his bed, lie down, eyes open, and watch, and stay there. Hmm. And even if people try to get him to come over, he won't go over. And I can take him somewhere, put him on hold. If I go down into a field, yep. I don't want him running around. I'll stop him at the gate, sit, stay. And he'll stay there. No matter what happens, he'll stay there. That's amazing. Well, it makes it so much more pleasant for everybody, right? Absolutely. Instead of me running after him, screaming for him, you know, yep. as some people do. And then they say, oh, it's a stupid dog. My response is, no, it's a stupid trainer, which doesn't go over that well, but call a spade a spade, right? <laughs> oh, I like a straight shooter. Absolutely. And I think that brings us right to our lightning round. I just got some quick questions for you to round this all out. All right. Um, I'm not going to get struck by lightning, right? It's I just. I don't know. It depends on how fast you answer. Okay. <laughs> uh, first question dogs, cats, or others? Best animal, pet? Dogs. dogs. All right. Were you offended when I said other as an option? Nope. All right. Uh, greatest pet ever? Dogs. Uh, named? Uh, Kerry. Why? German Shepherd, 14 years. When all my children were young, he guarded and protected them. And he really did too. We had concessions at the Stampede, yep. Perfect Pete's, 
nobody bugged my kids because he was right there. And he actually bit people. All right. Well, that kind of almost answers my next question. Would she, he, it fight a wolf for you? Yes. <laughs> uh, any other pets? You already named them. If you could have any animal or creature in the world as a pet, and you could care for it totally humanely without moral concern, what would it be? Initially, I'm thinking of an ostrich, but uh, then I thought maybe a zebra, but I can always paint my donkeys black and white, right? So that covers the zebra aspect. What would I like? I'd like maybe a hawk, something like that, mm. that I could give him the freedom, yep. then have him come back to me, so then he's mine, look after him, and then set him off again. Mm. Not to kill other birds, but just... Have the freedom to fly. With my pigeons, my greatest joy is sitting in a chair and watching them fly because they fly in formation. Cool. Nine of them, pure white against a dark sky at 65 miles an hour. And no problems coming back? They, they come back? They come back. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Routinely. And that's just their nature? Yep, because that's where they were born. Right. In, in that building, right? So, so that's they where they'll stay for life? They always come back. So if I buy pigeons in the city... And I'll let them out within a year. They'll go back to the guy in the city and I'll have to pay for them a second time. <laughs> it's a good business you could be running there. Uh, final question of it. Oh, two more questions. Best dog name? Kerry. There's an Irish connection there. Ooh, very nice. I've been to Kerry and I have an Irish connection there. <laughs> Mine's because my grandfather had a dog called Kerry and they were Irish. I don't know. It just, it just seemed to come naturally. Spelled like the Irish Kerry? K E W. K double R Y, yeah. That's the one, yeah. And that's the one that I had for fourteen years, with all the kids from their age, from their age of two or three up to sixteen or seventeen. Have you ever been to Kerry? Oh yeah, I've been to Ireland eleven times. Beautiful. Yep. Unbelievable. Very. Best cat name? Cat. Cat. Do you have any cats? You no. You don't sound like a cat guy. I have no cats at all. No cats. Well, if I put the cats in where I need them, where the mice are, where the rabbits and the pigeons are. Right. We will then get the proverbial cat amongst the pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> which which <laughs> should be a bit, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a challenge, right? Absolutely. No, uh, no, no, not. I've had them up to two years ago. Right. And they're a bit more maintenance. My dogs go and poop outside. I have no litter box. And, and they, I wouldn't let their cat right in the house, like in the porch, yeah, but not right in the house. They've got too much pretty cool stuff. Boom. Just like that. Are you ready? Okay. Sea Dog is ready, and we're timing you for no good reason other than to create the sense of panic so that you answer quickly. Okay. Here we go. Dogs, cats, or other? Dogs. Were you offended when I said other as an option because your favorite pet didn't even get its own category? No. No, you picked dogs. Greatest pet ever? Uh, my Mintra Australian Shepherd. Why? Um, because he's cute and mm. cuddly and... Yeah, would keeps he me on my toes. Would he fight a wolf for you? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Any other pets? Uh, not at the moment, no. Just, just him. Just him? Yeah. If you could have any animal or creature in the world as a pet, and you could care for it totally humanely and without moral concern, what would it be? Um, I'd have two. Dogs and horses. Like horses. Still the domestic. No no wild animals in your future if you could control them somehow? No. They need to be wild. <laughs> I would take an octopus, but I'd have to control it with my mind ah. and charisma. Yeah. Okay. I'd have to convince this octopus to be with me, not like coerce this alien. Okay. Uh, best dog name? Louie. <laughs> best cat name? 
uh, fluffy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm going to end this lightning round with my two favorite names. Okay. My new cat, yeah. a barn cat named Sylvester. Oh, nice. He's got the black and white markings just <laughs> like the real Sylvester. <laughs> and his arch enemy that lives in our tree from time to time is this black cat named William Chat Noir. Uh-oh. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. Um, that's the end of my lightning round. And uh, was there anything else you wanted to add and say uh, on the topic of pets and companionship? No, I, I think uh, with COVID and people not going anywhere, having a pet will give you good companionship. So, yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Sea Dog. And uh, hopefully we'll have you in the future, maybe on the topic of teaching. All right. Sounds uh, good. Thank you so much. You betcha. Okay, that wasn't supposed to end that way. Let's try something else there. Oh yeah. Okay, we're going to we're going to clap you out there, see All right. Bye for now. Bye. We already talked about best breeds in sort of way. Um, so which it brings us to the end here in the lightning round. Hmm. Sorry, I didn't have a lot of really super interesting or insightful things to say today. Well, I disagree. I think in contrast to everything else we've heard, we've already heard from, uh, uh, he didn't go by Puffer Pete. Two. But yes, uh, Pete was uh, talking about his brood, his giant brood. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, talking about her particular uh, love to do- dogs. Yeah. Right, so like, you know, uh, kind of a different spectrum of people. It's funny, some of us, and probably those two that you just mentioned, like I couldn't imagine life, even at him sitting here giving out about this poor dog, I could not imagine my life without a pet. Hmm. I actually don't think I could, it would just feel empty without that companionship. I don't think I could actually have a home without a pet in it. Weird. Yeah. I could have given it a go for a few <laughs> years. I'm sorry, I know you could have. It's all good. You got five months. They're pretty good now. You, you kind of get to a point, now that she's not like... Uh, just makes traveling hard. That's the only thing. But it's there's one for you, girl. Oh, that's a stick. You don't want the stick, really? No, she's tired and neurotic. <laughs> okay, come here, come here. Before we start the lightning round, Mozzie, come here, come here. Okay, I'm gonna press the podcast button, and then you're gonna regret it. Where is it? That's the one. Actually, I might need a little bit more of a jazz interlude. She's too tired to swim after them now. She just wants to. She just wants what? to be neurotic. You're back. Oh like, my god. See, she's like a teenage girl. Now I don't know what to do with myself. I'm so used to being stressed about something. <sighs> hmm. Interesting. Boys, can you keep Mozzie with you? Can you call Moz over? <laughs> this is going swell. <laughs> Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Lightning round, which means you try to answer as quick as possible. All within reason, and we always fall off anyway, so don't worry too much about it. Okay. We're gonna, And just to make it more tense, I'm bringing this dog in, and it's going to whine <laughs> the whole time. I'm going to actually mic it up here. Uh, it's probably going to It's probably gonna um, color my responses, but absolutely. that's okay. She's absolutely also shivering. Good. She's freezing. God, she's not smart. And here we go. Dog, cats, or other as best... Animals. Dog. Uh, did you consider other as an option? Uh, briefly. Uh, and what would that be? Horse. Donkeys. Uh, 
Goats. Grid that over. Well, I think we covered that. Say it. I don't know. But maybe India. Yeah. Why? Uh, just her spirit. Would she, he, it fight a wolf for you? We didn't have to test that theory. Possibly. Here's a question I didn't ask any of the other guests because they wouldn't understand. Guess the movie. What's the color of the boathouse at Hereford? At what? At Hereford. What's the color of the boathouse at Hereford? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right, I'll do. In a second, let me finish my lightning round. You're, you're breaking up the lightning round. Now, Mozzie's doing her part by making it stressful. You go away. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Next podcast is on parenting. It stressful, too. Now, now the, our other pets, our children pets. Uh, the movie was Ronan. Anyway, I ambushed you with a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. Well, if you'd said I ambushed you with a cup of coffee, yeah, I should have dropped the no, second one. Have, then I got, I got, I was going to, and then he showed up, and mm. yeah, I got ambushed by my own son. Any other pets? Uh, what? That we I've already had? named them all. Yeah. We already named them all. If you could have any animal or creature in the world as a pet, and you could care for it totally humanely and without moral concern, what would it be? Oh, I don't know. You have to let me think about these things. It's called the lightning round. What's <laughs> on the top of your head? <laughs> I kind of liked having those donkeys around. They were cool. No, a horse. A horse. A horse. Any animal, and you pick a horse and a donkey? Any animal. I pick octopus. Mm. Yep. Nope. Horse. Dolphin? Like the second smartest one out there? No, why would I take him away from his world? No. But you can humanely care with them. Yeah, it's too big. Eggs. Spend time Theory. with each other. You'd no. have like a house with like a dolphin pool in it and you could talk maybe in the future. Sure, a whale. Killer whale. Sounds good. Yeah. Best dog name? Oh, <laughs> Spot. <laughs> Not. Best cat name? Kitty. Oh, man. <laughs> Best duck name? Uh, Special for you. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm sorry, Stutzla was the best duck name that we came up with. I liked it. Nice job. That's the end of the lightning round. You uh, passed with a strong B+. Plus. Oh, who's I, judging you? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just added that. That's like a new what feature. What criteria? What's the, uh, what do you call it? Because I'm a ditch digger. I add Don't you have to have like a... Um, grades to everything. What do you call the grade system? The a rubric? Yes, a rubric. I was not given a rubric Does before this. Does this look like a school? <laughs> no, man. This is the Hello Calgary podcast. I'm your host, in case you missed it, the prophet Esau. I'm here talking to mom. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, this is actually the end of the podcast, so thank you very much for coming on out and spending this afternoon by the river with our pets and some ducks actually floating over there. It's been amazing. All right. Um, To wrap this one out, I kind of wanted to just bring up one kind of issue that came to mind uh, while thinking about this episode, and that is while everyone has gathered animals for companionship during this COVID pandemic lockdown, um, any... any, I don't know, advice or helpful comments for the people um, who, after this lockdown, now are stuck with a pet that maybe they're not prepared to take care of. Yeah, your phrase about being stuck with irks me because you're not stuck with. You've got a product of what you made it. Mm -hmm. If that animal is vicious, if that animal is not compliant, if that animal still poops in the house, that's that's not their fault, that's your fault. Because you didn't take the time. And God knows that with COVID at home, you've got premium time. Yep. Premium time to work with them. Now, let's say I've screwed my animal up. Yeah. Yeah. I've gone out. I've never had a dog. I got a dog now, and I didn't train it because I don't know how to take care of a dog. And now I'm at this point. What's the next step? You go to obedience classes. And it's not that super expensive. But 
the trainer does not just train the dog, the trainer trains you. The big thing about obedience classes is it gets the dog used to lots of other dogs. And it gets the dog used to obeying you, regardless of the fact there's five other dogs within six feet of them. They will listen to your voice. Hmm. And it, you get a certificate, and the certificate should hang on the wall and have them in my name that they show they've trained me, never mind the dog. So it's right beside your diplomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right next to my degrees, religion, teaching, and all that stuff. <laughs> um, uh, and on that topic, I am the one bringing a few ducks <laughs> from yeah. uh, my locale uh, that we've raised, and it's not that they're unwanted. tell you the truth, I would probably keep them. They're pretty good companionship. But uh, in the city, it just doesn't seem fair. We have right. a small little like kiddie pool that they've kind of already grown out of. And so I'm really happy to hear that uh, you're happy to add this to your little family there. They'll have two houses, a house up near the pigeon house with a lot with a pond, a fairly good pond. Then once I've got them trained well enough to do it on time, they will all waddle down to the big pond, which is 14 feet deep hmm. and is about 50 by, f no, it's bigger than that. It's about the size of three or four swimming pools, which is where the Canada geese are right now with the goslings. Gotcha. Where the coyote was last night. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's awesome, and I'm looking forward to coming out and seeing all your family out there. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. This has been uh, an excellent wrap. discussion. That's a wrap. You're welcome anytime, buddy. All right, man. Thank Take you. Bye bye.